morning, everyone, everyone, no matter where you are or how you are receiving the word of God today, this still is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, we open this worship service with praise unto the Lord. And so, we go to our wonderful minister of music and her husband now, Sister Hope Carr, Sister Darnell Carr, as they lead us into praise. Praise the Lord, everybody. How many know that God's love is all around? Everywhere I look, God's love is all around. Come on and let's give God some praise this morning. Wherever you are, if you're able, come on and stand to your feet as we give God some praise. If you can't stand to your feet, at least lift your hands in the presence of the Lord today. All around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around, all around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. Let the nation sing, let the people shout. Come on and lift your voice to the Lord today. Let your kingdom come, pour your spirit out. Come on, let's say that again. Let the nation sing. Let the nation sing. Let the people shout. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Pour your spirit out. Manifest. Manifest your love. He does it every day. Manifest. Manifest your love, everybody, all around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around, all around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. Come on, let's clap our hands this morning. All around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around, all around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. Let the nation sing, let the nation sing, let the people shout, let your spirit come, Lord, let your spirit come, pour your kingdom Let the people shout. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Pour your spirit out. Manifest your love. Manifest. Manifest your love. Each and every day when the sun comes up, you manifest. Manifest your love all around. Come on and give God some praise this morning. Bless you, Lord. God's love for us is unconditional. And we are so fortunate and blessed. And we have to remember to verbalize back to the Lord, I love you. We know what it's like to hear I love you and the importance of saying how you feel. Lord, you've been so good to me. I love you. Lord, you woke me up this morning. I love you. Lord, you provide for me in spite of me. I love you. I love you forever. I love you forever. I love you forever, I love you forever, Lord. 
Just say that. I love you forever. I love you forever. I love you forever, Lord. I love you forever. I love you forever. I love you forever. I love you forever, Lord. We give glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God forever. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God forever. you forever Lord forever Lord I'll praise you forever 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 Lord glory to God we give glory to God because you're worthy Glory to God because you're faithful. Glory to God forever. thank you for another opportunity to come into your house. We take it not lightly that you woke us up this morning and started us on our way and you brought us here safely. Thank you for watching over us during the week. Thank you for feeding and clothing us during the week, Father. Thank you for being an awesome God where you cared for us, Father. And we just want to thank you for bringing us here again, allowing us to see your house, to see this service, to be involved with you again on today, Father. We ask you to bless those at home that are watching. Father, let the word go forth from our pastor. Touch her as she comes. And let it be a blessing to our hearts. Let us not be hearers only, but doers of your word, Father. 
And we just thank you and give you glory for all you've done and all you're going to do in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. So be it. Yes, it is. Amen. And now that our hearts are softened, ready to hear the word of God, come with me now to the New Testament gospel of Luke. Luke. Chapter 13, Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 13. And I'll invite you later on to read 10 through 17, but today let our focus be 10 through 13. And listen now for the word of the Lord. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues, the church, on the Sabbath, which for them was a Saturday. And just then, there appeared a woman with a spirit, a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. But when Jesus saw her, he called her over and he said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. And when he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up. She stood up straight and began praising God. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated in the presence of God. And now won't you pray with and for me. Almighty God, as I come to preach your word, please allow the spirit of God to fall afresh. Melt me and mold me. Fill me and use me. Use me to your glory to bless the people with your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Let the church say amen. 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 Wherever you are today, inside or wherever, God has found you and God has led you to worship. And I want you to just smile. If there's nobody else to smile at, just smile for yourself. Smile. Our sermon topic for today is no longer bent down. No longer bent down. Once upon a time in a region called Galilee, there was a woman. And usually the only thing that could be said about any woman of that day was that she was there. For that day and that time, when a woman was recognized, it was for some dubious, unclean distinction or undesirable stigma. And such was the case of this woman who we're going to meet today. And as we talk about her, we want to find that, that this woman does not have a, a name. Oh, not a name in the Gospel of Luke. For the gospel of Luke is silent on this point, but a name that our hearts are going to give her this morning. And when we discover that this woman's story is every bit 
our story. For in her, we can see ourselves. Somebody say amen. And so like many of us, yes, she was a, a religious woman. She was faithful in attendance at the synagogue, the church, every Sunday. She would be there dressed in her Sabbath best, her, her head adorned with her scarf, carrying her gift of money in her purse. But it was not for her faithful attendance at the church that she was known. Beloved, she was known for a condition that had afflicted her for 18 years. And the cause of her condition was just a mystery to human beings. Uh, but what it was, it's left her so traumatized and so wounded, so spiritually lacerated and bleeding that her inner scarring manifested itself Physically and externally. Do you know stress and anxiety and fear can manifest itself physically? Hallelujah. Moreover, whatever it was that happened to her was so damaging that it, that, that, that it, that it just devastated her, her spiritual defenses and left her open and vulnerable to the oppressive influences of the devil. Somebody say amen. Oh, yes. You can be a faithful churchgoer, and if you feel with the Holy Ghost, the devil can't possess you. Oh, but if you don't stay filled up, he can certainly influence you. Hear me here today. This woman whose name could be your name or, or my name, found herself not only spiritually traumatized, but spiritually vulnerable to the attack of the devil. Oh, and attack her, he did. He had, oh, he attacked her with emotions of guilt and shame that were so heavy. She couldn't stand up straight. You know, it was bad enough that whatever occurred in her life happened. But to make matters worse, the devil stepped in. You hear me, somebody? The devil stepped in and made her feel so much shame and, and guilt. It caused her to be bent over. Oh, I can just hear the devil's big mouth telling her that it was all her fault. No doubt he told her she was the one to blame. No doubt he told her that it was because of her weakness and her blindness and her stupidity or her deficiency that she was bent over. Oh, Satan has always attacked women, even from the beginning. You know, the devil, this sermon is for, for everybody, but, but the devil has a way. He loves to blame the woman. I need to say amen up in here. Oh, what was it? What was it that happened to this precious woman? Did she lose her baby at birth? Was she, was she raped? Did she discover that she could not have children? Did her husband put her away? Were, uh, were, were other women talking about her? Probably. Uh, uh, what is it today? What is it today? We are victimized by a relative. Did we marry the wrong person? Were we exploited by someone we trusted? Were we betrayed by someone we loved? Were, were we betrayed by a system? that wants to destroy our black boys and men and therefore destroy the family? Whatever it is now and whatever it was then, the devil made her feel so guilty and so blameworthy, so much at fault that it bent her down. It bent her down to the ground physically. A bent down woman is a hard, Please, world, never compare a black woman in America to any other race in America. 
We've been bent down by so many things that have been down. Woman is a hard woman. She's a boisterous woman. She curses, she fights, and she hurts people. You know why? Because she's hurting. And hurting people hurt people. Ah, oh, beloved, the image of the bent down woman. It's a statement of just how quick secret sin and past hurt or trauma, sexism, racism, classism, manlessness can cripple us spiritually and emotionally and physically. Oh, she is the image of us all at one time or another. Can I get an amen? But I want you to say, say, but. But in her effort to lessen the guilt, so you got to do something about it. You, you just can't make a home in the valley. You got to walk through. Let me tell you. In her effort to lessen the guilt and to overcome the pain, she did what many people do. You know what she did? She went and joined the church and became a faithful churchgoer. She became dedicated to her religion. Uh-oh. I'm finna walk on somebody's toes up in here. She became avid and lively in her worship. And when the doors of the church were open, oh, she was there. She was there when the call to worship was given. She was there. And she sat there in church as a crippled, crumbled, disfigured figure of despair. Lord, have Oh, child of God, you know, it's the, it's the kind of despair that we see all the time in our society today. All the time. In, in the church, but we ignore it. <laughs> oh, let me go on with this. You, you see, you see the despair on the face of the young girl addicted to drugs. Don't criticize the despair on the face of the widow abused by her children. The despair on the face of a young man contemplating suicide. It was the kind of despair that you and I have experienced when we failed. When we've been hurt. When we've reached a dead end. When our son's in prison. I asked one Sunday in an all African American church. I said, for all the mothers, the women in here who have ever had a son locked up in jail, raise your hand. I cannot tell you that 90% of the women's hands went up. When our child has been murdered in the street, a black woman's hand will go up. In particular, women in this country who have known and still know pain and despair like no other woman in America. And yet, still, we rise. Praise God's holy name. Oh, my God. She was there sitting where you and I sit. She was, she was looking for something in the church. She was there where she had been coming for probably the last 18 years of her life, looking for an answer that would free her soul and liberate her body from the crippling crisis of her spirit. And all she found in the church was something that did not help her much. All she found was religion. Hmm. Yep, that's all she found in the church was religion. Some things people give you are just not what you need. And religion can be like that too much of the time. That's why people don't come to the church or tune in to the word like they used to because people are saying today, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. What does that say about the church? Listen, child of God, I believe that one of the great tragedies of the church is that when people come to us seeking deliverance from their pain and freedom 
from oppression and healing for their wounds. The only thing we can offer them is religion, a denomination, a lot of rules, polity that make them the denomination that they are in. When people tell me I need to be more Methodist, What they're really telling me is this. You need to know the discipline of the United Methodist Church more than you know the Bible. You need to worship like white people. You need to pay your apportionments. You need to be a leader on some board in the church. Oh, so what I've learned is that, that if I know the United Methodist discipline, if I worship like white people and pay my portions, then I am a good United Methodist. But the truth is this. Being a United Methodist does not make me a Christian. Nor does being a Baptist or Lutheran, an Episcopalian, or any other denomination. Denominations or religious have become religious organizations that teach you how to come to church on Sunday. Do your job. Mm-hmm. Church. When you come to church, we can talk religious. We know how to act religious. And we know how to look and feel religious. Say, but, but when it's all over, we still hurting. We still mean. We still gossips. We still self-centered. And we still bent over. Oh, yes, the bent, the bent down woman found plenty of religion in her many years of attending service at the church house. But she never found divine healing. See, that wasn't on the program. <laughs> divine healing. She never found the divine healer. She'd heard about him, but she didn't know him. Ah. Say, however. However, one day, one day, one day, and the scripture, a stranger came to town, and he, he volunteered to preach the lesson in the synagogue, the church, that, that, that morning now. Now, that was not unusual back in that day. Many traveling preachers stopped in the church on Sabbath morning as, as guest teachers and preachers. So the woman was not surprised to see a strange face up teaching and preaching the scriptures. But, say but, but this face, good God Almighty, I said, but, but this face, this man was strange in more ways than just being unfamiliar. He was a big, rugged man. Oh, he looked like a tradesman of some sort. He had calloused hands like a carpenter or a builder. He had sun darkened. He was, he was black. He had sun darkened skin and sun blasted hair like wool, but, uh, but there was a special aura about this man. You, you, you could almost just see a radiant glow. Oh, you could see a radiant glow about him. He, he exhibited such confidence and such authority. And when he looked at you, oh Lord, when he looked at you, his eyes, his eyes, oh, they pierced your soul with divine love. And when he spoke, it was like nothing ever experienced he, he made her feel loved instead of guilty. He made her feel peace instead of pain. He made her feel hope instead of despair. He made her feel forgiven instead of forsaken. Ah, he made her feel redeemed 
Sunday instead of religious. Oh, somebody, somebody. So I can just hear somebody whispering, somebody whispering, saying, who is this man? And then somebody else said, they say his name is Jesus. And so the woman lifted her eyes upon him, and he spoke and whispered the name. She said it to herself. Mm. Jesus. Lord, how many church folks go through the week saying, Jesus. <laughs> she said, Jesus. Something began to happen. You know why? Because there is something about that name. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> There's just something about that name. So suddenly she looked upon him and their eyes met and chills ran up and down her crooked spine. That's why you go to some churches, people don't move, they don't do nothing, they don't jump, they don't do nothing. <laughs> nothing more than a dead person just sit there. But not her. Because knowing Jesus is, a, is an experience, you see, chills ran up and down her crooked spine as those piercing eyes penetrated her soul. She felt like a book thrown open on the table to everyone to read. It seemed like all of her sins and all of her hurts and all of her wounds, all of her secrets were laid out and exposed to this man. And she knew it and he knew it. And she knew he knew it. And he knew she knew he knew it. Oh, she didn't see rejection in his eyes. She saw acceptance. How many times have I heard people say they come into church, they don't feel acceptance. And then suddenly again, he, he spoke to her with an authority in his voice that shook her soul. And he said, woman, woman, you are freed from your infirmity. And as her being shook from the power of his voice, and then, and then, and then, he laid his hands on her. Oh, and when he did, the power of Satan was broken. And for the first time in 18 years, the woman stood up straight, praising God. He touched me. Oh, he, he touched me. And she ain't trying to be smart. Ah, she can't find the words. They, they, not, they not in our vocabulary. She said, something. Ah, she ain't trying to show she been to seminary. She said, something. Something happened. Ooh, we ought to look for something to happen in the church that we've never seen before that we can't explain or understand. Something happened. Oh, she said it. And now I know that he touched me. Ooh, that man named Jesus, he, he touched me. And he made me whole. Oh, glory to God. That's what happened. To the bent down woman because that day when she came to church, she found something more than religion. She found Jesus. Oh, glory to God, Jesus. Oh, we ain't heard about him, but I'm talking about she found him. She, she found him for herself. She felt him. She could see him in her Spirit, she found Jesus. Oh, beloved, I am convinced now more than ever before that what we need in our churches and why people all over this country have decided not to come into the church building, many reasons, but the most important is ah, oh, they tired of our rituals. <laughs> They tired of all our little stuff. Oh, because they can't find religion. They find religion. But what the world needs now is more Jesus. <laughs> more Jesus. Jesus is the answer for the world today. 
Beside him, there is no other. Jesus is the way. Hallelujah. Listen, as someone who's been bent down by hurts and experienced severe disappointments, as, as one who's been bent down by unjust structures and unfair treatment, as one who's been lied on, talked about, looked that funny, I can witness for myself on the basis of personal experience that once we are bit down, it's hard to get up. Say, however, however this I know, I'm a witness that when we've done all that we can, you need to hear me today. I'm a witness. We prayed and cried and we prayed and cried. And we've called everybody on the phone and we've been to church. Oh, but there's a man who has power in his hand. And he's able to set us free. Oh, God, that's why I can testify. I once was bent down but with sorrow, but, but now I stand straight with joy. <laughs> once bent down with pain, now I stand straight with healing. I, I, I was once bent down with issues, and now I stand straight with peace. Once bent down with fear, now I stand straight with faith. All because Jesus, he touched. He touched me. I can remember as a little girl, whoa, at a camp, you know, we did that a lot in the United Methodist Church. It was good. And I can remember at a camp when they invited people up for communion. And I got up for communion. And all of a sudden, I just started shouting. See, something, something touched me. They were looking at me like, what in the world is going on? And I kept crying and shouting, just shouting. It was so unusual in United Methodist Church that the preachers followed me home to tell my mama something. <laughs> they told my mama something happened to the girl. Something happened. Something. Oh, I've had trials. I still have troubles. I, I still have struggles. But I'm no longer a bent down woman. <laughs> when I'm at my worst, I'm still good. I still look good. Because that's what happens when you know him. When you, when you know him, Jesus won't let you look like the trouble you've been through. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Every time somebody says, you know, you sure look good, Pastor. It's all Jesus. I said the other day on the elevator at the conference, I said, it's all Jesus. You know, Jesus won't let you look like the trouble that you've been through. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Beloved, you see, you see, you see. You see, when you've met Jesus, good God, for yourself, you changed. That's all I know, you changed. It changes, it shows on your face. It changes your attitude. <laughs> it, it makes you love everybody. Oh, Lord Jesus. It, it makes you love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. It makes you, it, it makes you better. <laughs> when you love God with all your heart, you no longer a bent down woman. Old folks used to stay stand up straight. Hold your shoulders back. That's what Jesus said to her. Come on, woman. Stand up straight. Hold your shoulders back. 
And then, and then, my dear ones, what we need to do today, there's something we all need to do today. If we Christians, the world is in such pain today. We want to still do what we used to do. God forgive us for not letting go and letting you have your way. And so my dear ones, I want you to open your mouth. Oh, especially if you got a big mouth. I remember one Sunday asking all those women who God had called a big mouth to stay after church. And I said, I have an assignment for your big mouth. Because that's a blessing today to have a big mouth today. People need to hear things today. Listening is the big thing today. But they listening to the Lord. They ain't listening to holy words. They, they listening to the devil. So you got to have a big mouth today. Oh, we need to tell somebody about Jesus. Now, now you can tell them if you know him. Hallelujah, God. <laughs> they ain't going to listen if you just know about him. They can, they can go online and know about him. They can learn about him on Twitter. You hear what I'm saying? But can they find him there? Open your big mouth because tell somebody about he's he. He's the bright and morning star. He's a lily of the valley, the matchless lamb of God, the rose of Sharon, a rock in a weary land, a shelter in a time of storm, a friend when you need a friend. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. We need a real. I'm talking about keep it real. Keep it real. We need a real, shown up, absolute relationship with Jesus. He needs to be real. 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 You know what? Jesus is real. So many people doubt him. But me, I can't live without him. Oh, my God. I can't live without him. And that's why. That's why I love him so. Because he's so real. He's so real. He's so real to me. Jesus is real, I know the Lord is real to me. Jesus is real, I know the Lord is real to me. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Sometimes when I'm feeling down, yeah. no one around. Yeah. Jesus comes along yeah. and it makes me strong for I know oh, Jesus is real Jesus is real Jesus is real I know the Lord is real to me if you know him stand up and clap I'm telling the truth Jesus is real I know the Lord is He's real to me. Walks with me and he talks with me. Hey, sometimes when I'm feeling low, yeah. nowhere to go, Jesus comes along and he makes me strong for I know. Oh, Jesus is real. I can feel him in my head. Yeah. I know that the Lord will take good care of me. Jesus is real. Ooh, glory. Hallelujah. 
even open your eyes and see Jesus. Oh, good God Almighty. Let him be real to you. Ah, we invite you to give as your heart tells you to on our website. It tells you how to give in the Bible. People gave after the word of God to show where the treasure was. Oh, good God Almighty. We invite you to join us. We invite you to join us every Sunday, every Sunday, by so many different means. Our own church, email and YouTube, Twitter podcast, you know, pastor's getting ready to turn 80 in a few months, but I'm trying to keep up because God ain't in the past. God ain't in what used to be. God is in today. I just want him to have his way. We love you. We love you in here. And we love you wherever you are. As long as you're listening to the word of almighty God. You have a choice today. No excuses. God has fixed it where there's no excuses. The devil was running rampant on the internet. Now God's going to run rampant. Hey, you better know it. You better know it for yourself. Uh, he's still in the church. And for those who want to come to the building, fine, I'm here. Every Sunday. But I know his word is going all over the world. We love you here at Pacoma First United Methodist Church. In the beautiful and wonderful city of Pacoma, California. We just trying to keep up with Jesus. We just trying to not get in his way. So however you receive us, you be blessed. And most of all, men, women, boys and girls, when you find Jesus, you will no longer be bent down. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. I bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let the church say, Amen. 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 Bless God. Give him a hand praise. Oh, nobody like him. Jesus. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Now, air hug somebody. This is real. 